Hello out there and welcome aboard. Off we go with a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, the one and only podcast about remote work and the future of work actually produced 100% remotely. It's awesome you found your way back to the show. And if you just joined recently, hit the subscribe button right away so you never miss new episodes. Today's topic of our Q&A session is Mastering Cross-Team Collaboration. Cross-Team Collaboration Discipline is not a one-off exercise. It's an ongoing process that needs to be part of the company's work culture. Cross-team collaboration happens everywhere, but how often is it implemented in an explicit way? Do you foster it in your company or does it just happen accidentally? Successful cross-functional teams can help meet organizational goals and ultimately more success. So let's find out how to get there. See you in just a moment on the other side. Welcome to a new session here at the Virtual Frontier new Q&A session today. I'm happy to have you again. Our topic uh, today is uh, about cross-functional teams and um, how you work with them and probably how you make uh, cross-functional teams uh, work in your company. Um, according to an article that I read before um, our uh, interview, 70% uh, of or over 70% of uh, cross-functional teams are actually dysfunctional. Um, so um, they have a cross-functional setup, but uh, it's not really working. And today I, I want to discuss a little bit uh, with you about what plays into um, getting a cross-functional team up and running and, of course, um, how to keep it um, uh, functional. And uh, so my first question today um, would be, uh, could you explain from your perspective what is a cross-functional team And then we can dive into the topic, um, what steps and uh, what points you can uh, take in the, into account uh, to run a successful cross-functional team. Yeah, and we should also talk about why they don't work very often, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can dive that. Yeah, so, so what is it? I think it's more like, I don't know the exact definition, right? But I know how I do it. And how I do it is that you have a team that should create a specific result and in order to and and have all all the skills and competencies and take ownership of the entire result instead of the typical department behavior like okay we do one thing and then it's the other department so I have no stakes in that I cannot influence that um, so they should really take ownership of a specific result and therefore you need different skills Right, like in a in a software development team, you cannot have a QA team and a DevOps team, and you have a software development team and a UX team, and somehow they all just do their own niche thing without having a perspective and an understanding of the big picture. So they just passing work from team to team, and everyone does his or her um, isolated thing. But in the end, nobody cares about the big result, mm. and such a such a team where you have cross-functional skills needs to take care over the entire result and that's why you need to have all the skills in the team to create this result let's start maybe um and we talked about it already uh, about the people in the team um what kind of people you're looking for when you build up a, um, a cross-functional team i would say self uh, self-organized people that um 
that that take ownership over not just their work but over the entire result and are real team players because if there is a problem with the entire result like the software that is created or the campaign that is created by the team and the campaign is not performing you cannot point to the copywriter and say it's the fault of the copywriter you need to have an open discussion and first of all you need to make the problem transparent right and analyze it with a root cause analysis which symptoms do we see like our return on ad spend is not um, good enough or we don't sell anything or the software isn't used by the users properly so these are the symptoms and then the team needs to make an analysis and find out why that is because it's so easy to take action on something that is not effective because it won't solve the problem as you don't know the real problem you just mm. see the symptoms right and when when the team does that and they have a conversation around what is the exact problem and then how we can solve it, this is a different thing than just doing work you are told to do, right? You, you, you need to find your own work by analyzing the problem and then find the work to do. There is no one telling you, you have to do this, now you have to do that. That's like a combination of cross-functional and self-managing teams. Yeah, and um, that brings me to my next point. Uh, if you are um, working with cross-functional teams, then uh, probably you have a project where you work um, with HR, you work with marketing, you work with uh, software development, and they come all together. And um, even if all the teams are working um, self-organized, uh, you probably need a leader um, that takes accountability and oversees the, how, the, how is the whole process going on. Um, what is important to take into account when you have probably two teams and there or more, more, more than two teams and um, each team has its own leader and they come now together and work with each other um, to avoid like uh, frictions and bring the team together that they really can work um, while picking the leader and um, also have like the one leader that is accountable from end to end, right? Uh, we don't just want to have a leader that picks up the, the accountability for a while and then kicks it off to the next one. So we need an end-to-end -end accountability on the project. But maybe you can explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think, okay, so there are many questions now that you asked, I think. So mm -hmm. the one question is, which roles do I need in the team? The other, I mean, especially the leadership roles. And which roles do we need to keep multiple teams aligned on one goal, right? And was mm -hmm. there something else I missed? No, the accountability uh, in the yeah, end, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So I think that every team needs to have um three main roles that should be or, or let's let's make it easy yeah if it's a project three roles so one person is the project manager that should exist in every project in every project team and why that is important is because this is the person keeping track of the progress based on kpis so most people think of a project manager the person that does everything and anything and is the one person that makes the entire project work this is not the case Project manager is the person to measure KPIs, like how are we progressing or how much money did we spend compared to how much money we have planned to spend? How is your progress compared to the progress we should have, the plan? How is our, um, our back rate or how is our quality according to the quality we plan? What are our risks and what do we do? Which actions do we take to like um, compensate for this risk? This is what the project manager does, nothing else, right? This is, the, this is what I refer to as a project manager, giving the team transparency over these KPIs so that they can focus on their work and the project manager provides transparency how they are doing. Now, 
this is uh, the person that looks at the results. And um, there's another person that I think is very important, which is a process owner. If the team works according to Scrum, typically this person is called Scrum Master. And this person helps the team collaborate properly. What that means is this person defines the meetings the team should have, why they should have the meeting, and then the agenda of the meeting to create this outcome of the meeting. Because there are way too often just meetings and the result of the meeting is just another meeting. But that's not productive. So this person takes ownership of having the meetings, having them effective and efficient. And this is how the collaboration of the entire team is ensured. And I think the combination of those two, they are enough to help the team um, deliver the results because they they get the data to see, not just based on opinions, like I say we are on track or we are not on track, and it's just my opinion, but we can see based on a plan and the reports how we are doing compared to the results that really matter to achieve our goals. And the collaboration part, the process owner, helps the team to ask the right questions and find solutions, right? For example, let's say we are not on track. Our project is uh, behind the schedule by two weeks. So this is a fact you can see on the KPIs reported by the project manager. And then the process owner goes to the team and says, look, we have the report from the project manager. The problem is that we are two weeks behind. So why is that? And then everyone is asked, Daniel, what do you think? Why is that? Manuel, what do you think? Why is that? And the others are also asked, why is that? And then you have different opinions, what is the root cause? And then you've tried to find a common sense. And based on that, you try to find solution to solve this root cause problem. Right? And that's how the team, really, the team takes ownership over the result. And the bigger the, the, bigger the team gets, the more difficult that is, because if you like have 10 people that try to do a root cause analysis and find the common sense, that's almost not possible. So I would suggest to have teams of a size of maximum six people and then create another team. Now, to your question, how to align different teams, I think in the same way as you align different people in a team, you need to have, first of all, clearly defined what's the result one specific team should create, and then how the interface between the, te the teams should be in order to integrate these results, right? And typically, there is, again, an integrator that makes sure that the interfaces work properly between the teams by having a meeting that's similar to like um, the process owner that is also an integrator of individual people in a team. And the process owner of two teams integrates the teams together, right? They ensure that there is a meeting where everyone from both teams or a spokesperson from each team come together and discuss what did we do? What are our problems and obstacles? What do we get done till like in a week or a month or so? And I think this is how you can um, foster self-managing teams and ownership of the team for the results without having like the big boss that pushes everyone forward. And yes, we do it and nobody knows, okay, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, how can I make sure that if I work with cross-functional teams and different departments and uh, all this, um, that the information is flowing, that they are sharing um, <clears throat> their information that is important, probably what they are working on. Um, not every goal in the pro uh, or in each team is probably the same. So they have like different small goals that come together. But I need to know what uh, um, 
the marketing is doing and uh, what this customer support is doing and then bring it all together how can make sure that this is information is flowing because yeah. uh, that this is this is one of the crucial um, points why so many teams are dysfunctional because they are not really knowing about what is the other team doing to achieve that project goal and um, so there is uh, the, the most most problems are, are occurring yeah and i think this is an important thing because um in when 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 you go to a team and tell them now you are working cross functional and self managing mm. if you if you don't ensure you have proper structures that bring um workflows for collaboration if you don't have transparency about results and progress what typically happens is that everyone just does something or anything and you don't create a result because there is no co collaboration. People just do what they like to do and they feel this is the way of working when we are self-managed and cross-functional. And another false belief is that cross-functional means every person needs to be able to do everything. Like every person needs to have a wide range of skills, which is not true, right? I, I think cross-functional teams work best when you have experts in the team, but having all the different skills in experts available in the team but then have proper leadership structures to make the goals very clear what they should deliver and which person should contribute to the goal in which way, right? And then have the integration layer where like the process owner helps the team collaborate and integrate the result and the work of everyone together to, to deliver the big result. And what is absolutely crucial is, um, and we are now working all remotely, so we have a digital workplace. I think a work tracking system should be, yeah, absolutely required where you cannot just rely on the opinion of people how we are doing but actually sharing your screen looking at the work seeing the velocity of the team and where there are issues that are not assigned to anyone then ask the team here's an issue who can take it right but you need to be able to see the work otherwise you have no transparency and having no transparency when you want to reach goals is like driving a car with closed eyes and that's deadly so that's the same for a project and I think this yeah. is this is crucial having this transparency and the clarity what the team needs to do and who takes ownership of which stake of this entire bigger result. Yeah. You um, um also uh, mentioned right now a little bit the tools. Um, why why is it so important that uh, um your teammates or your your employees are having the right tools? Um. We already have uh, another video about uh, talking about tools, um, but uh, I want to ask you, how can we avoid to waste tons of monies and tools? What are the basics and uh, what is nice to have maybe on the tool side so um, we yeah. are not wasting uh, tons of money on that? I think you don't need a lot of tools. So typically it happens like this. People see they don't get the result they want then they don't understand why that is and then they're looking for a tool that solves the problem right that's typically for example what happens when you or, or they're looking for other people that solve the problem because it's easy to blame the people or the tool that's the most obvious thing that typically happens when you like have you you, you post some posts on social media on facebook maybe you run some ads you don't get results then you say ah facebook ads don't work for me but that's not true they work for everyone. The question is just, can you make it work? And do you understand why it currently doesn't work? And then you solve this problem. Then you have another problem. You need to analyze it and then solve the problem again. Right. And that's the same with tools. If you just uh, like for every project you have, for every problem, you bring in a new tool, you just have a zoo of tools and complexity 
increases exponentially and that makes it even harder to get the work done. So what I think is what you need is a time tracking tool and you need a task tracking tool. And if they are integrated into one tool, then it's awesome. Then it makes it really easy. And of course, you need a tool for documentation and for chat and video communication, but that's available and it doesn't matter which tool it is. You just need to have it. And then people need to use the tools properly, right? It's not possible that you have a task management tool, but no one tracks their tasks in the tool. Then you don't have the data. If you don't have the data, you have no transparency over results and progress. So these are the two components, like having the having a tool, knowing what you want to do with the tool, and then help the team to really do it as the tool should be used. Everyone mm. in the team, no excuse. Yeah. Um, last question for today, Manuel, um, is about the evaluation and re-evaluation of uh, projects. Um, we, we see that often, and that is also a, one, a big part why uh, many cross-functional teams and projects and, uh, and the outcome are failing because um, probably the team lead or the company itself uh, is holding on to projects that maybe should be kicked off months ago. but. Nobody, nobody has the, the, the heart to do it and uh, everyone is hanging on to, to the project. So why yeah. is this uh, project uh, re-evaluation so important and um, what, what can be done about that? Yeah, I think otherwise you just lose a lot of time and money and then people are frustrated because they are creating something that nobody uses. And uh, no. I think no. that is important to re-evaluate projects, especially when they are long-term projects to avoid that loss of time and loss of money. And the question you need to ask yourself is, which problem do we want to solve by getting the result this project produces, right? And if it's just an abstract idea or an opinion or something that someone wants without knowing why, then most likely the project should be stopped and it's better. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 there and and also taking into account that maybe the market or the circumstances have changed uh, um, since since we started with the project, no? which sure. brings us to the the HR mindset and then absolutely having this. Uh, yeah. Now, if you can test early and often, then you can also fail early and often, but that gives you the opportunity to improve early and often, and that gets you a better result in the long term. Right. Manu, anything else you would like to add? If not, we round it up for this week and see each other next week on our Q&A session. No, I think just um, reflecting on, I mean, for those people that listen to it, um, mm -hmm. that you are really clear about the words you use, right? There are so many buzzwords out there. And if you use the buzzwords without giving a proper definition to them, then everyone means something differently. And that is the ultimate formula to create a mess in your team. Yeah, that's Great. it. Nothing else to add. So. <laughs> Manuel, thank you very much. See you next week. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you found this session helpful. Head back to our in-depth blog article on cross-team collaboration. Let us know in the comments on how do you implement cross-team collaboration in your daily practice and what you have learned so far. So, before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up and share it around with your friends and colleagues. Sign up for the free business brailler training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time, work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.